0: Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest for today, Elsie Haynes. Elsie, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on the podcast today. Well, before you tell us what you actually do today, if you would, could you tell me what did you want to be when you grew
1: up? One of the things that I wanted to do when I, when I wanted to grow up, I apologize, is um, I actually wanted to be a biomedical engineer. Really? Yeah, that was my focus when I was younger.
0: Now, why was that? What made you want to go down that path?
1: I was very curious because you always hear about like different diseases out there, and uh, that focuses on certain like ethnicity groups. And I think for me, it was really cool or interesting is that like one of the ones that plagued the area that I lived in was sickle cell, and so I was like, I want to learn how to fix that. And so uh, growing up, I was always like focused on like how can I like cure diseases and and kind of resolve a lot of those issues.
0: Wow, that's really cool. Now, what age would this have been
1: about? This this would have been about. Fourteen.
0: Wow, that's really impressive. So, <laughs> if you would tell us, what do you do today?
1: Uh, so, I am in sales today, um, specifically server sales.
0: Okay. So now that is in the IT computer realm, correct? Correct. Okay. So, if you would tell us from you know when you were fourteen, wanting to pursue a path along the medical route to where you are today, kind of what changed, and what path did you go down, and how did your decision-making process change as it related to your career journey?
1: Yeah, um, I think part of the career change happened was when um, I was going to college for actually just basic biology, and we went to the, my first interaction with a cadaver, and I didn't oh, wow. realize what cadaver meant.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> and so I was excited, I was excited, and then I see the cadaver, and it's a guy just out there just wearing socks, and it, it threw me off so much that I couldn't get past it. And I kind of looked at my course load, and I had to do multiple classes of this type. I was like, if I have to do this to get to my degree, I don't think I can.
0: <laughs> this is wow. So cool. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So, so, doing that more, I think, um, kind of just opened up my eyes. I was like, is this something that I really want to do? Like, the, the theory sounded cool, but, like, the actual, like, can I do it <laughs> wasn't in me. Wow, that's
0: a very wise decision to make at that time. <laughs> I would have been right there with you, honestly. I would have been like, uh, "Nope." <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. So uh, that was what first year in college, approximately. First
1: year of college, freshman year.
0: Wow. Okay. So that's a great time to make that realization, and that's what college is. What college is for, right?
1: <laughs> like letting you know that what you thought you were going to do for the rest of your life may not be <laughs> yeah. for you.
0: Somehow those dreams when you have a little kid don't quite work out when it comes to the real world, do they? No. Okay. So now take us back to college. When you made that decision and said, hey, this is not for me, what did you do to change that route and how did you end up in sales in the IT world?
1: Yeah. So after I determined like this is not for me, I kind of had to go back to the drawing board of like what it was I good at and what I like to do. So I was always like, kind of good at sports, but never good enough to kind of get a scholarship. But I was always good with like leading people. Oh right. So when it comes with leading people, you also do a lot of things by the nature of interacting and hearing their problems all the time. So I was like, "Hey, psychology would be a great like segue." So it was like still in the medical field, at least close enough to it. Um, So I went to school to uh, to do psychology instead. And while I was doing psychology, I started working in just like some different retail stores. Yep. And so while doing that, um, got promoted all the way up to store manager. And for for me just being able to lead people firsthand and like flex a lot of those skills and abilities was really nice. And so I think I got to the point to where talking to some counselors and pretty much trying to figure out like, Hey, what can I do with my degree after I'm done with college? And a lot of the things were things that I was already doing because with the psychology degree, you have to have your master's or even a doctorate in some instances to kind of really get deep into the field. And so I was like, I'm already doing pretty well and my store manager Cells and things like that so i decided to carry that career on and so i did store managing for a few years about five six years and then i switched over into technical sales
0: okay now what kind of store were you a store manager at
1: so i was a store manager for radio shack for four years i don't know if that if they exist anymore if anyone <laughs> knows i don't that know that not
0: many of them <laughs> unfortunately
1: <laughs> yeah so i was Radio shack for four years and then i switched over and i Ran GameStops for three years.
0: Wow. Okay. So now you've realized selling might be a path you want to pursue, correct?
1: Yeah. I think for, for me, it was. Um, I had a group of friends who worked at Dell. Um, that's where I'm at right now. And so a lot of them were telling me how great a place it is. I can do a lot of the same things I'm doing now, but it's more career-focused as opposed to kind of just uh, running a retail store. There's a lot more branches that you can go off to retail is pretty much just one way. You either work your way up to being a um, a district manager or a regional manager of some sort, and then that's pretty much it unless you had some other skills and work for the corporate office, as opposed to uh, going to Dell. You can use those same exact skills that I've developed over the years through managing different retail stores and kind of developed for college, bring that in, use it for myself, and there's so many different branches that you don't necessarily have to have a degree for, just a passion to do. And that, for me, is what intrigued me to kind of switch from more of a face-to-face to over-the-phone.
0: Right, right. So it was looking at the long-term career potential that Dell had versus some of the other avenues you were pursuing that made you say, hey, I need to go with Dell Technologies, correct? Correct. Wow. That's a great way to look at it, because I kind of fell into the same thing. I fell into a world of stacking cookies and crackers for Nabisco, but that's a massive company, and especially when they got bought by larger companies. There are all sorts of opportunities, so uh, it is nice to look at the long-term view when you're looking at different types of roles, and you realize it at a pretty young age, it sounded like. Uh, So how long have you been with Dell Technologies now?
1: So I've been with Dell for close to three years now. I'll be three years in December.
0: Okay. Now, how'd you make that transition? Was it directly from a retailer setting to Dell?
1: Yeah. So pretty much, I knew a little bit of technology. I used computers all the time. Pretty nerdy. (laughs) <laughs> but when I got brought on to Dell, one of the cool things, they put me through a 12-week training. So okay. kind of like drinking out of a water hose, learning everything you can about a server, how it works, how it operates, uh, why we use a server best, as opposed to other tools or computers and things like that. And so the entire premise of it is to kind of get you into a day of a life of what your customers would be interacting with, like the type of, customer, type of questions that they would be asking, and then kind of how to troubleshoot and problem-solve to get them to their goal at the end of the day.
0: As we mentioned before, you sell servers to companies, to individuals? Mm-hmm.
1: Sell server to companies. Um, my most notable company would be Foot Locker, which is pretty awesome. I get there to work with them on a bi weekly basis. Um, so I guess for the way it works with, with us is that most customers, they have an idea of where they want to go within IT or where they want to go within their business and how IT will get them there. Being their one to introduce a new email process for all their internal uh, internal employees, whether it be introducing a new application for their customers that wanting to buy shoes, for instance, with Foot Locker, or just updating their, their database where all the information that they have housed is just kind of stored and easily accessible, and how they can use that information to better get marketing out to customers, um, kind of be more efficient in their selling cycles, and things of that nature. And so they have that idea and that plan and as they come and talk with my team and myself and we go through and figure out what type of technology will get them to the point they want to be at. And then we start architecting solutions from there.
0: Yeah, so tell me, I, I love this. This is really fascinating. So you do not go to every Foot Locker in the country, correct? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that work? Is it at store level that you have some folks that they're actually installing this software uh, hardware?
1: So, and I guess that's the cool world about everything about what I do is that everything I do is behind the scenes of things you never see. Right. right. Um, so so uh, the best way I can ex- explain it would be, let's say you're shopping online from Foot Locker. We use them as an example because they're my favorite customer. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but Let's say you're shopping from, from Foot Locker online and you decide that there's a pair of shoes that you want to buy. Those images, the information around that shoe, how you purchase that, And that's not on a computer that's in somebody's store. That's on a server somewhere in another state. And so what ends up happening is that all that information is communicated through, like, you could say, like a headquarters. And so let's say I want to buy this shoe and I want to pick it up from a store that's down the street. Well, you're logging in and talking to a server that's in one state. It's going to tell a computer in another state, hey, this person is going to come pick up this shoe at this time. And then I can walk into my local store and pick that up. So for me, the servers that I'm selling, it goes to the, the people that are in the headquarters. Yep. Uh, and so they're the ones that's setting this up. And so whenever they have an idea of what they want to spread out to their thousands of stores across the, the country and kind of globally, what they do is they, they come in with us. This is what we want to buy. This is what we want to do. And then they themselves will install it in their stores. So never, you'll never see me going to like a foot locker and talking to the store manager and like, hey, what all do you need? It's mostly <laughs> right. like the CEOs and the VPs or the, the heads of technology for the company. And we're going to them and we're talking to them about what is it that you're trying to do and what goals are you ca- trying to accomplish? And then this is how me and my team can help you accomplish that goal.
0: Right. And those solutions are different types of hardware and software. Is that correct? Correct. Wow. Okay. Now, tell me, what is your typical work week like? I know you kind of touched on it right there, but could you expand on that a little bit? Is it all office work? Is it all on the phone? Is it on the computer? Is it, you know, in the field a little bit? What's your work week like?
1: So I have a team. Um, so we have a I have a field team. So they're the ones that are that's out there making the the face to face interactions with a lot of our customers. And then I would be, I guess you could say, the support to that field team. Um, so a lot of my day to day is Uh, making phone calls to a lot of our customers, um, sharing technology, sharing what's news coming out or what is it that you're trying to go, creating quotes. So after we kind of talk about some solutions, I would create a quote, send it out to them, kind of like giving them something to buy. Another part of my day is really internal uh, at Dell is um, how do I be a leader amongst my team? How do I be a leader within the site that I'm in? Um, how How can I help other people progress their careers? And so a lot of that kind of comes to scheduling out my my week of what is it that I want to accomplish? Who do we need to sell to this week? What things do we have in our pipeline? So what new deals do we have coming up at a certain date and time? And how are we progressing those deals? And then, like I said, the the how can I help mentor someone else?
0: Right. Now, what is the typical career path like for uh, your type of role? Like what steps did you have to take to get where you are today? And then what might be one or two steps afterwards?
1: So they have different, I guess, selling tiers, if you will, uh, okay. within inside of Dell and then sides of it. So you have your what's called an ISR or just kind of like the face of the account. Uh, what this person's responsibility is just being there and available for the customer. So they don't have to do a lot of heavy um, IT, have, have a lot of IT knowledge. It's really just making sure like, hey, how can I help you out today? And then the other side, like I said is myself, where we're creating those, those larger IT solutions. So when I came in, I started in medium business. And so those kind of like your smaller and pop shops, your your lesser known companies,
0: right? And so yep.
1: working with working with film, selling, kind of doing smaller solutions. I think if we talk dollar amount size, like if we sold something that's 100k, that's a huge order in that segment, um, as opposed to the segment that I'm in now. 100k is like okay, that's that's your Monday. You still got a lot more to go. Right,
0: you got a lot more going on, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: And so uh, so that would be the step coming. Um, getting your teeth wet and learning how how pretty much Dell and the business works. Um, you have smaller customers, so that if you make a mistake, they're a lot more it's a lot more palatable. If you mess up on a let's say ten thousand dollar order, as opposed to if you mess up on a ten million dollar order, that's a lot right. more at stake, <laughs> right? So they right. put you there, make your mistakes, right, and then you move up to where I'm at right now, which is tier one. And so we we work with more of the, your name brand commercial type customers, like I said, Footlocker's out there. Uh, Some Hulu's and things of that nature. And then the next step above, if you keep the line that I'm going, would be Enterprise. Um, So that's your, your major corporations like your Activisions and your Nikes and your Microsofts and things of that nature. But what I love about Dell is that that doesn't have to be the route you go. That's just route one of many. So, um, if you're wanting to be a leader of any type, if you're if you're a really technical person and you like how technology works, and you want to kind of expand your knowledge there, there's another role that you can take. And so, it's pretty much after you get past kind of your first two years, it's a choose-your-own-adventure. Um, what is it that you're interested in? What is it that you're passionate about? Regardless if you have the training for it or not, we can help you get there.
0: Wow, that's really awesome and a great way to put it. As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. And if you're an educator or a student, you can search for podcasts by career cluster. So we learned what you wanted to be when you grew up and what you do today. So looking back on your career, what would you do differently?
1: I would have done this a lot sooner. Ah, <laughs> I okay. I think that would. Have, I, part one would have been switch from retail to, to, I guess, the more of a corporate setting sooner. I think I was kind of uh, very delusional on, I love this job, I love this job, it's the best job I can do. And being a young kid working at GameStop, I mean, who wouldn't want to continue to work there? Um, so that would be uh, step one, it was just do this sooner. I think the, the other thing that I would change would be, um, would probably be what I went to school, because even though I went to school for psychology and things like that, I I use bits and pieces of it, but I don't really use it at all in what I do. And so I think that would have been the other change that I would have made, it was like, if if I knew, I guess, looking back, if this is where I was going to be at and find so much joy and happiness in this, I'd have gone yeah. for like business management or leadership development and things like that, as opposed to now I'm later in life and realizing like, hey, I actually have a talent for this. Let me go and learn more around how to do certain leadership skills or business, like how to manage your business and things of that nature.
0: Wow. That's a really great point. And uh, is that you realize that at this point, even though it's a little <laughs> later in your career, it's still nice to yeah. know that you have that learning. So now let's talk to the student who would like to do what you do. So let's define it as you will. What advice would you give them? Is there a typical career path?
1: Yeah. So I would say the one advice I would give would be practice speaking all the time. Get comfortable with speaking to people that you don't know. Um, I think this job, you're more successful when you have really good verbal communication skills. So definitely sharpen those, sharpen how you speak with people, get yourself in uncomfortable speaking situations, that way you can get those nerves out. I think that with me, when I was in retail, I think what helped me out a lot was that the regional directors and the, the big wigs would always come and do visits, and they would always stop at the, at my store. So the first couple of times you, you see a VP, you get nervous, and your voice trembles a little bit, but then like over time, you see them, you get familiar, and you realize, hey, this is just a person, just like you right. are. It, it makes having those conversations a lot easier. So now but like at the job that I have now and I have to talk to CEOs of other companies and VPs of other companies and, and people who hold large titles um, there, I don't have those nerves anymore because I was able to exercise that ability or that skill when I was in my retail setting. So get in front of the biggest people you can and just talk. It would be the advice
0: I can- Yeah. And I totally agree with that advice. And one thing I would add to that is if you have, which everybody should, if you have a Toastmasters chapter in your city, which I think every city has multiples, you can join that uh, organization for free and learn how to speak in a relaxed environment with a bunch of other folks trying to improve their speaking skills as well. So I, uh, I learned a lot from them in speaking, and I think that is wonderful advice. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today.
1: I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at GregStanleyLFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.